Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Well, we're really excited to play University of Alabama, wonderful team, um, and, uh, you know, get them at home. Uh, it'll be exciting for our fans and for our university uh, get a great program like that uh, on campus. And that uh, we have the ultimate respect. They, they have... A lot of fine players, two of the finest on both sides of the ball in the country, and, and we have a huge, huge challenge, but uh, we've had a good week of practice and exciting for the opportunity. It is an opportunity for Arkansas. The zone question of the day today, lines at 17 and a half. You think Arkansas loses by 24 or more in blowout fashion, or do you think they shocked the world and went outright for the first time in 16 tries against Alabama? What's more likely? What's more likely? Don't give us Arkansas loses by 10. We're asking either or. Yeah, I didn't say what you're going to bet at Oakland. I said, what do you think's more likely? I'm afraid that – I don't want to talk about it. Anyway, Ryan Fowler is standing by. He uh, is with ESPN Radio over in Alabama. He covers the Tide and probably has some feelings one way or the other on that. So we have brought him on to talk about this year's team, this matchup, and we'll give him our question of the day too on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Ryan, welcome back. How are you? but I hope you guys just be with me. And uh, I've, got, I've got to warm up because i got to do four hours later on this afternoon. So, uh, I don't know. I guess it's the change of the weather possibly that's got me a little bit down. But uh, uh, I don't know about covering the spread. Alabama's not played good on the road. I'm sure we'll get into that uh, coming up in a couple of minutes. Okay. Let's get into it right now. Yeah. What's the uh, – we'll try to be as efficient as possible so you can save your voice. What is the issue with them away from home? Don't know. Really don't. Um, Nick Saban said that there need they there needed to be more hateful competitors. Now let me let me kind of go through uh, the last road games uh, against Florida. They barely won. Probably should have lost last year. Texas A and M. We all know what happened. They got beat. Uh, then they go to Auburn and had an awful game and had to take uh, just a two minute drive of the ages for Bryce Young to get it down. Win that game. They do go to Mississippi State. They took care of them. Mm-hmm. Well, then they open up this season. It's like, okay, it's a different season. On the road may be different. Well, they go to Texas, and I, I didn't think they played good out there. So, when you look at this team, on the road, for some reason, that's been a problem. And I don't know exactly everything around it. Uh, I think Nick David has talked about it. That he really didn't know. Uh, didn't know if it's an approach, uh, if it's just – that this group may not be as mean as some of the other groups, but uh, on the road, it's like a different team, and it has been that way for now two years. I was surprised with the offense against Texas. I thought they would be able to uh, score loads of points. What What do you think the issue was offensively? Just not enough creativity. I mean, not enough creativity when you look at Little Brown's offense. Uh, you're still breaking in wide receivers. You lost a lot of those guys last year, so you're breaking in a lot of new faces. But when you look, there's enough talent that you would think that they would be more productive. Now, I'm an old-school guy. I grew up in the uh, the 80s under Bobby Humphrey and then uh, the segue into Coach Stallings and running the football and Sean Alexander and the domination there. I, I, I We open up camp. And Nick Saban, the first thing he said, talking about the offensive line, was how they needed to help this team with play calling. 
play-action pass. Sometimes a three-yard run is considered unsuccessful, but it sets up the defense. When you're not balanced, and now don't look at the numbers. The numbers are skewed a lot because when they have run, they've been able to pick up big plays. Well, look at the Texas play. It was an 81-yard run. They never went back to it. It's like they abandoned it. So even against Vanderbilt, the other um, in the second half, the numbers caught up with themselves, and and so it looks like okay, they're balanced, they're balanced, but it, it's these big chunks that they'll get, like a Bryce Young passing play, that where they'll move him out of the pocket, and he has no other option, so he just runs it, and so it skews the number quite a bit. But on a, on a dime running play, the and I go back to the Vanderbilt game where it was they tried multiple times to get it in from inside the five, and, and they couldn't push Vanderbilt's defense in front of them. Now, that, that's a problem when you play Arkansas because physicality in the trenches, they're, they're going to win that. And so that's the game that I, I – you know, the scoreboard, yeah, I mean, everybody's focused on the scoreboard. But I want to see how Alabama does against the physicality of Sam Pittman's you know, Razorbacks. That's the – part that I want to watch and see because I don't think this offensive line they've been still experimenting trying to find which five guys they want to play. I, I think they're okay on the tackles with J.C. Latham and then Tyler Steen, but inside, they've been kind of flirting with a lot of different rotations and you know, you're know you going into game number five and you're not setting up the offensive line, which may identify the entire problem that we kind of let into. Talking to Ryan Fowler on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. I'm looking at the total defensive numbers here. Alabama's second in the country, a little over 200 yards a game. Arkansas's a little over 400 yards a game, largely through the air. Um, and you talked about the receivers. What's what's the development like over the last couple of weeks? Obviously, you guys handled Vanderbilt pretty easily, but uh, I think that's what's got most Arkansas fans concerned is the defensive backfield mm-hmm. against the passing attack of Alabama. Yeah, I, I, it probably should be. Uh, <laughs> you Because know, Bryce Young... He's one of the best. I mean, if not the best that, that you know I've ever had a chance to watch. I mean, he can find stuff that you know it doesn't look like that. There's a way. And I think the one thing that I would encourage people to watch with Bryce Young is watch the way that he keeps his eyes down the field, even with pressure coming when they move him uh, and, and they move him out of the pocket. He has great you know sensitivity that that he can feel the pressure, but he moves but he never leaves his eyes down the field. He's always looking for that next play. You know, that's something that kind of jumped out to me when you look at Arkansas's secondary. Uh, that could be a problem. And so I'm, I'm sure they'll try to load up and, and take advantage of that. And that may open up that rushing attack because you may have to put some, you know, extra bodies back in the pass defense. That Bryce Young, and, and here's the other element of this. I know Sam Pittman kind of alluded to this, talking about the wide receivers. They should be able to get some guys back. This was the goal of having some of these guys back for this this week. And it's JoJo Earl, which was the punt returner last year, should be able to help Alabama back in the receiving core in the next couple of weeks. Then you've got Tyler Harrell, which is a, a transfer from Louisville. He's got a lot of speed, can take the top off the secondary uh, with his speed. And then you also look at a guy named Aaron Anderson, which is from New Orleans who did some great things in pre-camp and then also in the in the, the spring uh, when you look back. He was a guy that was talked about a ton here. So they should be able to get some help at that wide receiver position, which right now, you know, Bryce is 
he's trying to create what's there and trying to make do with, with, with the guys that are around him. Uh, there's yet to be a wide receiver that stepped up. And, you know, maybe it's because Alabama fans are spoiled, right? Mm-hmm. Amari Cooper, Calvin Ridley, Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs, Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddle, and then last year, Jamison Williams. Maybe it's just that we thought that was the norm, and really that's not the norm. That's just above the norm. And, and there's no wide receiver right now that's kind of stepped in and kind of took over that road. Typically when we talk about Alabama's defense, it is only to compare it to previous Alabama defenses. The numbers are as good as anything I've seen. You look about what they're giving up per game yardage-wise and scoring-wise, and they are the elite elite in the nation. How would you compare them to past years, and how good is the defense? Yeah, I think they're really good. And I think Pete Golding has done a great job. Uh, when we look back at – and Pete, I've been kind of critical of him in years past, but there's nothing to be critical here now. Um, I, I guess you could really be nitpicky, and you could talk about some of the penalties that they've got with pass interference. Uh, they've got quite a few of those. I know Texas was a problem not getting their head around, uh, you know, and, and looking at the ball. Uh, look at the ball. But other than that, I mean, this team has done everything you wanted to do uh, defensively. And, and the current rule structure that we have, that we have. You know, you, you can't go back and apply to 2011 and 8.6 points per game. Uh, but, but you start looking at some of the Nick Saban great defenses. Uh, this one, and I think it's all led by, by Will Anderson and Henry Toa Toa. It, these guys have really embraced what an Alabama defense should, should look like. Uh, but also keep your eye on Jordan Battle. Uh, there's two injuries that, that could be Byron Young uh, had a sprained ankle. Uh, which is a very key play on the defensive line. It, we'll see exactly what he looks like. But Jordan Battle is the quarterback of that secondary and uh, a guy that will be a highly thought of NFL draft pick next May. He, he kind of went down a little bit with a hamstring uh, in the Vanderbilt game. You can kind of see him grab that ham. He went in the tent, came out of the tent, and he's still kind of you know favoring that hamstring. That would be a guy to watch, even though Nick Saban told us uh, last night, following practice, uh, that that he has been able to practice some. Uh, that's a guy that I would keep an eye on if if he's going to be able to go. Now they've got depth at secondary, but he's the quarterback. He's the communications guy back there. That's something to keep an eye on if number nine on the defensive side is back there. Got Ryan Fowler with us from the game in Tuscaloosa. Ryan, Arkansas leads the country in sacks. In fact, former Alabama Crimson Tide uh, Drew Sanders is. Leading, co-leading the, the country in sacks with five and a half. Is that something Arkansas can take advantage of? Well, um, possibly, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think they've – well, they've been better at pass blocking. Listen, the offensive line is a C-plus at best right now. So there's some, there's some money to be made against this offensive line. And I think they've yet to – you know, if you look at Texas, I mean, it's hard to look at ULM and Utah State and then Vanderbilt uh, as teams that you feel like are challenged. But at times during those games, that offensive line struggled. Now, they really struggled out at, in Austin against Texas. Now, some of that was probably because of Bo Davis. And, you know, he, he knew Alabama's defense. and coached here for several years with, with Nick Saban. Sark obviously knew what the defensive line was going to be. But when you start trying to try take a look at, at, at this offensive line, uh, there's money to be made. And, and nobody probably knows that defense or that offense better uh, than a guy like Drew Sanders. And listen, I've said on my show, 
Uh, Nick Saban comes from the NFL background where he plays the fewest players possible. And some of that's because of recruiting where you can go in and sell recruiting. Hey, look, you know, we need you to come in. And not that he's going to promise playing time, but he doesn't play enough people where he can continue that sales pitch out there. I thought he should have tried to, to, to talk to Drew Sanders and offer him to, to move inside. I thought he was an inside guy. You know, they, they moved him outside, had an injury, and then Dallas Turner, which is a freshman All-American who stepped in. But I thought they should have done a little bit more twisting of his arm. It, Drew Sanders is a heck of a football player, and I thought he had a lot of potential here. I just wish that uh, from an Alabama perspective that they would have had a conversation because I would have loved to have seen him line up in this defense. Uh, you know, they've got Jalen Moody in the position that he would have probably been playing. Uh, Jalen's been productive. Uh, there's no criticism there, but I think Drew Sanders is a better football player, and I think he would have been able to give you a lot more. Alabama lost one by allowing him to slip out. Yeah, he's he's come in, and he's, a, I think, arguably Arkansas's best defensive player. I mean, I would Catalan say, out for sure. Yeah, with Catalan out. If it, I was to take a vote, yeah. Is this the new college football? And, you know, I was talking yesterday uh, with, with one of y'all's uh, morning host, uh, David, and we were talking about the, the parity in the game. Never heard of it. When you look right now, if you're a second-string guy or you don't feel like that you're going to be a first-string guy, this is the parity in the game of college football, right? I mean, there is the quarterback rooms are depleted. You, you think you can play, you're going to another school. But it's the same way to a lot of positions now. I mean, this to me, when I look around college football, I see it more now than I've ever seen. Ryan, I've been talking with you for a long time, and you're a very confident Alabama uh, uh, fan. Are you? I, I sense a little worry about this game. Are you worried about this game? No, no, okay. I'm not worried about this game. <laughs> no, I'm, I, I think Alabama's going to win the game. I, I just want to see the trenches perform, and I, I think Alabama is, is a team that that needs to be tested. I think that's a good game for them. Now, physically, you know, Arkansas is going to beat you up. Uh, you know, they're, they're going to hit you in the mouth in those trenches. I mean, that's what Sam Pittman's teams are about. So um, I, I don't think Alabama, you know, is, is going to lose the game. But the game within the game, that's the part that I want to see. Because we've, we've heard that they've taken some steps. Let's see it. I mean, I don't, I don't see it against Vanderbilt. I mean, you, you, I mean, that's not, I mean, not a good measurement. Uh, but as this three-game stretch here starts, Arkansas, Texas A&M, Tennessee. It's a pretty good stretch in college football. Back-to-back, two of those on the road. Uh, This is the first test of of a season where this team looks like they've had potential to step out and be one of those uh, national champ-type teams. But then other times, they they don't even remind you sometimes of Alabama. I mean, they they, they just sloppy. I mean, 16 penalties against Texas? 16? Go, Go to Arkansas and give them 16 penalties and see what happens. So, you know, you, you do something like that, you, you could be in trouble in a hurry. Brian, thanks for the time today, man. Good luck with your voice, and uh, we'll catch up again. Hey, thank you guys so much, man. Appreciate it. You See bet. It.